Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Jesus told us to, not only told us to uh, represent him, but it is up to us to represent him to the world. They need to see Christ in demonstration. They need to see true children of the kingdom who are acting like Christ, acting like our father. Isn't that wonderful? Because they've heard the talk, but rarely, if I can say, have they seen someone to actually walk it out before them. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to another Bible study adventure right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. I'm excited to bring you the rich word of God, and I so appreciate your faithful viewing and your listening. This has been an honor. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled The Parables of Jesus, and this is another part in that series. So if you haven't heard the parts before this, make sure that you do so that you can catch back up with us. Today, we're going to go right back into Matthew, the 13th chapter, talking, we're going to conclude uh, talking about uh, the parable of the wheat and the tares. This is so exciting. I'm telling you, it really is. All right. So let's go ahead and take a moment just to bring us back up to speed. We're going to read uh, through this parable, and then we're going to go back and talk a little bit about it. So it goes like this. Matthew 13. Verses 24 through 30. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From which then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, least while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now you notice in verse number 30, let's read that again together. It says, Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now, that's going to be a common theme all throughout this parable, and actually further on down too. Because tonight we're going, also going to look at uh, the parable of the, uh, the, the net, the parable of the net, the sowing, how, the, how a fisherman throws his net out. And we're also going to see the, uh, the parable of the merchant uh, that's looking for a, a perfect pearl, a fine pearl. And we're also going to see the parable of that buried treasure. 
So all of these tonight point to the same thing. Let me read this again in verse number 30. It says, the Lord says, let both grow up together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. So we're going to see this division that's happening here. And it's pretty exciting. So let's go into it. Now, let's go down to the interpretation of this parable, which starts at, again, Matthew 13, which is on, we'll read verse 36 through 43. We'll read it and then I'll come back and talk about it. It goes like this. Matthew 13, verses 36 through 43. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. All right. Take special notice of verse 37 one more time. It says this, And he answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. Jesus is sowing the good seed, and he's actually sowing us, investing us into the world. Look at verse 38 once again. It says, The field is the world. And the good seed are the children of the kingdom. And it says here, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. Now, that word children really just sparked an interest in me. The Lord said the good seed are the children of the kingdom. But that bad seed, those tares are the king, are, are the uh, children of the wicked one. Let me read that one more time. Yes, the, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. Now, let's look at, let's look at the word children. The word children means offspring. It means those who carry or embody the likeness of their father. Grab a hold of that. It says children means offspring, those who carry or embody the likeness of their father, those who do as their father does. Wow. Children, you carry the image or the likeness of your father. Eventually, you will walk in some of the same steps that your father walks in if you're following after him. Jesus said there are two types of children in this world. There are children of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, children of the kingdom. And then there are children of the devil, children of the wicked one. These are those that are in this world today. It's either you're one or the other. 
Only Jesus can bring you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So those who are the children of the kingdom or the children of light are those that have been emancipated, or we can say those that have been translated out of darkness into God's light by believing in Jesus. Jesus makes you an offspring of God as you believe in him, believe in what he says. Now listen to this because this concept that the Lord brings here about the two types of children is it's also found in other places in the scripture. Let's look in uh, John, the eighth chapter, John eight, and let's look at verse 38. As the scribes and the Pharisees are coming against Jesus once again, and Jesus is going to break down something. He's going to drop some science, if you will, into their laps and let them know what's really going on. Now, remember, before we get into it, we're talking about the two types of children that are in the world and what will happen at the very end. One group are the children of the kingdom, the children of light, and the other group are the children of the wicked one, the children of the devil, the kingdom of darkness. And so the Lord says here in John 8, verse 38, the Lord says here, I speak that which I have seen with my father. Jesus says, I have seen things and I, what my father is doing, what he's saying, that's what I'm also doing and saying. He says, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. Well, okay. All right. Jesus said, uh, obviously he's saying here, my father and your father are not the same ones here. He brings that on down here uh, in verse number 44, John 8, verse 44. Listen to this. He says, ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. <laughs> Jesus really breaks that down, right? He says, again, there are two types. He says, I'm speaking from my father and you're speaking from your father. The two types, either you are of the kingdom, uh, the children of the kingdom, the children of light, or you are of the kingdom of the wicked one, the kingdom of the devil, the kingdom of darkness. There, there is no demilitarized zone, so to speak. There are no illegitimate children. It's either you're in one or the other. Now, again, in order to come from, to come out of the kingdom of darkness, you're going to have to have Jesus. You're going to have to have the king of the kingdom. You're going to have to go through him. There's only one way to get into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of God, and that is through the king himself. Receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior gives you access into the kingdom of God. Now, to bring that point even further home, the Lord Jesus tells his disciples, his followers, how to pray, how to relate to God. And we've seen this in Matthew, the sixth chapter, in what we call the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. The Lord tells us, boys, this is how you pray. How do we pray, Lord Jesus? He says, say, our Father, which art in heaven, right? Hallowed be thy name. Jesus tells his followers now to relate to God as Father, as Source, so that tells me that those who are following Jesus are in fact the children of the kingdom, the children of light. He tells us to do so. 
and those who are not following him, those, that have, those who have not yet received the truth of God's word into their lives are still yet following the will of their father, the wicked one. Now, that does not mean that everyone that is not saved are, are all uh, these terrible, horrible people and they only do terrible, horrible things. Well, that wasn't my testimony and it surely was not your testimony, right? We were just walking in ignorance. But even all of our good works did not make us good. It didn't make us, it didn't qualify us for goodness in the eyes of God. Only Jesus did. There are some quote unquote, quote unquote, good people that are still locked up in the chains of the enemy that are still very much children of the wicked one. And they need for us, you and I, to go in and show them the light of Christ. Hallelujah. They're still dwelling in darkness and they're receiving the lies of the enemy. But wait until the Lord sends you in and you're going to speak the word of truth to them. And they're going to see the, the truth of God's word and live. Now, here's one interesting note, uh, the thing to know, too. Jesus says that we are the children of the kingdom, right? And we're going to do what our father does. We're going to say what he says. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go into my father. We're going to embody his essence, if you will. The world has heard us talk a lot about Jesus. They have heard our, our, they've read our Bible tracts. They have heard us mention church so many times. But what they have failed to see is Jesus being lived out in front of them. That's the goal, to be Christ. Jesus told us to, not only told us to uh, represent him, but it is up to us to represent him to the world. They need to see Christ in demonstration. They need to see true children of the kingdom who are acting like Christ, acting like our father. Isn't that wonderful? Because they've heard the talk, but rarely, if I can say, have they seen someone to actually walk it out before them. When they see you, they'll have no choice but to know that there must be another kingdom. There must be a God. Hallelujah. Oh, this is wonderful. Now, Jesus said that these two children, these two groups, were all planted here in the world, in the earth, in this field, and we will both grow up together until the time of harvest. Now, while we're growing up together, here are some things that really concern uh, that many of the many uh, of the children of the kingdom, the children of light. It, it concerns us. Here are some concerns, should I say, is that we see those children of the wicked one and how they seem to prosper around us. And we have those questions. Lord, why are they seeming to prosper? Why are they doing better than I am? I'm serving you with all that I have. I'm doing everything I know to do. And it seems like I cannot get ahead in this world. Why does the evil seem to prosper? Well, the Bible talks about that. Let's read a little bit about that, can we? Let's read that. Uh, let's go to Psalm 73. I love this. We're going to read this out of the New Living Translation because I, I, I just love how it reads. So listen to this, okay? Psalm uh, 73, verses 3 through 9. And it reads like this. For I, have, for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. 
They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything, have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth. My goodness, does it seem like that to you? How someone on your job, you know they're lying, you know they're cheating, but it seems like they're getting all the promotions. What's going on? Well, scripture says too that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And the Bible says here, let's look at this also in uh, uh, Psalm 92. Let's look at the end of the wicked here. Psalm 92 verse 7 says, Though the wicked sprout like weeds and evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. Don't begrudge someone that is a wicked person who is, uh, they're talking against Christ, they're blaspheming the name of God, and it seems like they're having a really good life right now. Don't begrudge them. Wish them well. As a matter of fact, continue to pray for them that their hearts turn toward Christ and, you know, let them, hey, live well, because after a while you will soon be destroyed. And the Lord talks about that here in this parable. Going back to Matthew 13, he talks about the end of the wicked. And it's not something good. It's not something good at all. So remember the, the enemy, Satan, is the God of this world system, Right. He's controlling the, the hearts and minds of people. He is blinding them so that they cannot see the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. The wicked will have their time. It's up to you and I to keep encouraging them and giving them the light, showing them Jesus in all that we do. Praise God so that they may see and make a decision. And it is said, if we make a distinction, they will make a decision. But if we, as the children of light, are walking just like those in darkness, how can they ever change? Hallelujah. We must embody the very essence of Christ. We must walk like Christ in this world. That means that we must follow his word. That means when we need to forgive, we forgive. That means that we, uh, that we bless those that curse us. That means instead of railing against our haters, we, we help them and we show them the truth. We forgive them just the way the Father has forgiven us. And don't worry, Jesus said there's no one that has left father or mother or sister or in houses and lands. You've made sacrifices, but you will receive a 100 fold in this life. You will surely be blessed. I can guarantee you that. Hallelujah. But don't fret when the wicked seems to prosper. Give them the gospel. Hallelujah. And let them have their fun. If they continue in the evil ways and we pray that they do not, at least when they're in hell, maybe they'll have a fun memory on how things used to be. I don't know. 
but it's our role not to judge them, but be, they, they have one judge and his name is Jesus. They have one judge. We're not that judge. We're here to embody who Christ is. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It's not a time to judge them. It's not a time to point a finger at them. It's a time to give a hand to them. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that once they see the light, then many will change. But, it's, but you and I have, all we can do really is show them the way they have to walk through it. Okay. All right. Let's go a little bit further here. And let's look also at uh, verse 39 as we go a little bit further here. The Lord continues to uh, talk about the interpretation of the parable. Going back to verse 39, it says, The enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. Remember that the harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. Look at verse 40. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. Jesus is telling them, so shall it be in the end of this world. This world will come to an end. This is why, again, you should not fret if someone's doing better or someone's doing well. It seems like they had the perfect life and they're not serving Christ. Do not fret. Continue to be light and salt in their lives. Continue to exemplify the character and nature of Jesus. You will have your time in the sun. I guarantee you. Yes, you will. So don't despise them, but continue to be the light toward them. Amen. Look at verse 40. It says, as therefore the tares are burned, or rather are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity, verse 42, and, and uh, verse 42 says, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their God, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Notice how the Lord continued to talk about end of the world and wailing and gnashing of teeth. That's horrible pain, eternal pain that will not go away. Don't begrudge the wicked. Pray for them. Pray for them. Because if they knew, if they knew, they wouldn't do that. They'd serve the king, the true king, the king, the king, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, let's look a little bit further as we begin to close Further on down in this, uh, in this chapter, in Matthew 13, we begin to see how uh, the Lord tells us the characteristics, the true characteristics of the children of the kingdom. Now, the children of, king, of the kingdom, again, it's a life of sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice that takes us to all things. It's an investment of all that leads to so much more. Now, the Lord tells us here, again, Matthew uh, 13, verses 44 through 51. It reads like this in verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. The which when a man doeth, which when a man hath found, he hideth, 
and for joy thereof goeth and sell all that he hath and buyeth that field. Notice how he sells all that he has and buys the field. In other words, he has this, he is so taken with what he has found. He is willing to pay the ultimate price, lose everything to obtain this. And that's really what we're talking about tonight. How we're so impressed with Christ, so impressed with this king of the kingdom. We found salvation in him. We found love. We found joy in him. We found peace in him. Oh, my Jesus, we have found peace. We have found victory in him. We found wholeness and completeness within him, within the kingdom of God. And we're willing to let everything else go that we may obtain him, that we may go after him. The Lord says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. It's easy to seek him first. It's easy to pursue him when you when your heart has been captured by him. So the children of the kingdom have been captured by their king, have been captured by his love, by his devotion to them, by his kindness and his mercy. And as a result, we're willing to sell all, give all for the sake of Christ. Let's go on down even further. Uh, look at this in verse 45. It says, the Lord says again, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he, hath, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and did what? Sold all that he had and bought it. Notice again the conviction of selling out completely because you've been so taken by the love of God, so taken by his kindness, so taken by his person, you know, that we're willing to sell all, to, to take all, to do all in order to fully achieve what he's giving unto us, in order to fully walk in it. There is a kingdom, I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is so vast and it is so wonderful beyond belief. And unfortunately, even some that are children of light, children of the kingdom, have not really fully grasped the opportunities that Jesus has set forth. And I think this is the time that we will, we're going to end, end on this note and then we're going even further the next time. It's possible for us to be children of the light, but yet still walk in darkness. In other words, dwell in ignorance. It's possible for you, for many never to have had a divine encounter with God. Our relationship with the Father should be progressive. One revelation upon the next, upon the next, upon the next, knowing him progressively in a deeper way every single day. We should be experiencing more of his love every single day. You may have been in church 30 years and you say, well, there's, you know, I've been to church, there's nothing to it. Let me tell you, my friend, there is so much more to it. Eyes have not seen, nor, nor have ears heard. Neither has it entered, the, entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them. I'm telling you, if you find your walk with Christ is stale, I'm telling you, there is so much more. It's like if you go into um, a big, big mall. I mean, there are hundreds of stores in this mall. Uh, the little kiosks and place to eat and all that. But you simply go to one store and look around and you think that's it. No, there's so much more 
that's in store for you in the kingdom of God. There is nothing stale about it. Let me tell you now, we just have to seek after him. And the more we seek after him, the more we learn and the more we'll grow. I'm telling you, the light gets brighter and brighter. The love gets warmer and warmer. The peace becomes unimaginable the further and the closer we walk with Christ. I'm telling you, it's awesome. It's an awesome life. This is the life of the children of the kingdom. When we get back on the next time, we'll go even further in this and we'll talk a little bit more about the end of the world. So I'll see you next time. But don't forget to join us on our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can watch this video again or hear it or even share it with a friend. All right, check us out on Sunday. Don't forget we're streaming live uh, or we're telecasting uh, on our website and on YouTube every Sunday at 10 a.m. So check us out on YouTube. Just look for Kingdom Rock. Amen. And on Roku, type in Kingdom Rock TV. It's going to be a blessing to you. All right, guys. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time. All right. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.